Holly G with the Golf Insiders, and it's my pleasure to have as our guest today, live from Dublin, Ohio, and the Memorial Tournament at Jack's Place, Jerry Van Sickle from the Morning Read. Good day, my friend. Yes, uh, whom is, to whom is this Jack person you're referring? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, how's it feel to be back at a tournament? Uh, well, you know, I forgot some of this stuff. Oh, where's, did I bring pens? Where did I put pens in my bag? You know, I, when I travel, I used to travel a lot. I had my toiletries kit and already set aside with all the stuff in it, you know, my my backpack had all the work stuff in it, and I never had to think about it. And I was like, hey, where's my tour credential? Hey, do I have pens? What happened in my notebooks? He had a lot of little details you kind of forget about doing, but uh, it's interesting. I hadn't been out since the player championship last year with when we got canceled, and uh, it's just, you know, I think like a lot of people, it's it's not just great to be back. It's great to be anywhere. You just want to get out of your house and go back and do something that's normal for you, whatever it is, or go in a car and go on a vacation. It's fun to get out of town, so how's that? I mean, that's... I think everybody feels that way. I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. So, have they made, and uh, you know, what kind of cosmetic surgery has uh, Jack been doing? Well, it was funny because they they did every green this time, and you know, if you watched on TV last year, you might have seen this. But I mean, during the final round of last year's memorial, the bulldozers were already up. They were already tearing the course up during the final round last year because mm-hmm. that's you know you only got a year. And even though it seems like it always rains in this place, it doesn't necessarily. And uh, it's tough to tough to get a course, regrow it, and get it ready to go by, uh, you know, in 12 months. And they did that. So, yeah, the green, all the greens are different. So everybody relying on their local knowledge is going to be disappointed because it's not going to work. But I think the I, mean, I think the big big change was that 16th green that Jack redid that was similar to uh, 16 at Augusta. Uh, the, there was too much front-to-back slope. Shots weren't holding, and he kind of admitted that he that that didn't turn out right. So he, that was the big one where you know you came down the stretch, just like well, I'll just take my four and hope that's good enough because guys really couldn't hit the green and the pond there. Uh, I, I didn't like I didn't like that green. Nobody liked that hole. It, it just didn't come out right. The green wasn't big enough and it wasn't receptive enough. So that one is fixed. Uh, he, he tweaked, uh, tweaked some of the par fives a little tougher to maybe get home in two. But, uh, you know, he basically did all the greens. So that's just basically what do you do everything. To me, I'm wondering, like, well, how many times this is, you know, the most retouched golf course in America is, I guess, the National. This one's number two. I don't know what's third because nothing else is close. Nothing has been tinkered with as much as, I guess, the National in this one. So, well... Uh, you know, I guess if you're an artist and your painting's still sitting there, you can always add a few more touches. So, why well, you turn it over to somebody else? As uh, you mentioned in your musings on Morning Read earlier today, uh, not only are fans back, but uh, a little insect called the cicada that's uh, creating buzz of a different sort at the memorial. <laughs> Gary. They, they are weird. They are weird-looking bugs. You know, I just come up, parked in the media parking lot, and there was one crawling across the parking lot right by my car. I was like, "Yep, there's one right there." there are, are they like grasshoppers or what? They kind of. They got big. They got big, like red bug eyes. They're 
kind of spooky. You know, you, yeah, you're taken aback because because of the size. They're kind of like this is the biggest bug I've seen. You know, here in Florida, you got bugs that are a foot long, but the rest of us we don't. You know, have those uh, those mega bugs that you have. But yeah, it's I don't want to say disturbing, but you're like it's kind of shocking. Like, what the heck is this? That is Patrick Reed's had some on his pants the other day when he first got here. He looked down like, what is that? <laughs> it takes a lot, and, takes you know, a lot you know, to get Patrick's attention. Well, yeah, and the last time, you know, the last time they would have come out was, you know, when he was like 11, and he probably wasn't in the mid- Midwest. He probably didn't even see him. So a lot of people, you know, never see him. I'm sure you'll, uh, I'm sure the TV cameras will find a couple this week to point them out. It's a little, kind of a little side story. They make a buzzing noise. You'll hear a lot of that in the background. It's like, like a, kind of like a buzzing power line. It's kind of background noise, but it's, uh, you can hear it. Well, um, something you didn't hear last year were the roars when John Rahm won the tournament on Sunday. Uh, As as you pointed out, or he pointed out, it was was like crickets because there was no applause, no cheers. So, you know, I think the most exciting thing was to see that ginormous crowd at Kiowa on Sunday when uh, Phil performed a miracle of a whole nother sort. But uh, how's, the, how's the field looking to you for this week's event? Well, I think I think people maybe are overly excited to go out and, and yell and do something like that. I, you know, I, I, the first thing I noticed that was that the players this year were Supposedly, you're only letting in 10,000 people, although it sure looked like more. But they were those people there were extremely vocal, and I think everyone just wanted to go back and be at a sporting event and, you know, yell, you the man, or whatever it is they want to yell. They were, they were vocal for a smaller group, and the PGA was the same way. And I would expect, look, a lot of people say uh, Columbus isn't the most exciting town to live in. Uh, there's Ohio State sports going on and not a lot else. And the Memorial Tournament, the fans here, they come out. It doesn't, even if it's raining. I've been out here over the years. There's a big rainstorm, a big delay, lightning. And then they restart play at 5.30 p.m. And you're like, oh, okay, it's some sloppy mud. All the fans went home. Nope. So play starts, they come right back out because this is the place to go. Once a year in Columbus, uh, I, you know, I would liken it almost to Augusta-like. It's everybody, people here want to be a part of this tournament because of Jack, because of golf. I don't know why, but if you could bottle that, uh, there's a lot of there's 30 other tournaments would like to have fan loyalty like this one. So I think you're going to see a lot of fans. I think they're going to be loud, and they'll probably be louder than cicadas. That would be my guess. Well, uh, it's got... You know, one of the better fields of the year. Uh, we have um, Bryson DeChambeau moving to a number one uh, in the FedEx Cup standings. Um, you know, quite a uh, packed uh, field this week because it is Jack's place. Uh, who are you uh, paying attention to? Well, it's funny. This course is, you know, if you take Tag out of the mix, Oh, because he won here, uh, what, four or five times. Get some unusual winners here. You get Danny Edwards or David Edwards. I forget which one it was. No, I think it was David Edwards. Uh, David Lingmurth. You know, this place kind of rewards a good iron player who has a hot week with a putter versus a 
a bomber who can just take this place apart because there's just too many trees in the way. And so you, you, you kind of almost expect somebody different, you know. Um, a Xander Shockley, you know, maybe? Yeah, well, not you know, even not somebody... That that's off the radar, but... Yeah, you know, there's a lot of guys like, you know, I mean, that's a, I hate to say Colin Morikawa is off the... You know, it's off this unusual because he won the PGA, but he, he's some, you know, he's a good, you know, Jack likes iron play. He's a good medium iron player, one of the best on tour. So uh, there's a Christian Zedenhout. I keep meaning to bet him one of these weeks because he's going to win. He's a good, he's a good iron player. Shoffley, uh, how is about, a good one. How about a guy who was on fire last week? Just missed it. Uh, Charlie Hoffman, who can get things rolling. And let's pay some uh, some homage to Jason. Don't call me Coat Rack. <laughs> coat Rack for his big win last week. Yeah, it's funny that he's from Ohio here and he's not playing this week. Uh, he didn't really have an explanation other than, well, he had set a schedule and this wasn't part of it. So my wow. guess is he's, he's been here and seen the weather or he, he's played the course and it's not for him. Uh, but that was kind of unusual. But, uh, you know, somebody like Tony Fino has been playing well. You know, Tony Fino is one of those guys who seems like he's always in the top ten. And, yeah. Every week I pick him. He's my well, secret crush. Yeah, well, Patrick Reed said this is the rough years of worst he's seen anywhere ever. So that probably will change things, too. you got to be one of the straighter hitters. You're not going to play doing anything out of the rough here, so you're going to have to you know, maybe go down the – Strokes gained and eat it off the tee, just pick somebody, or maybe go off the fairways hit list. That might be your pick anybody in the top ten on the fairways hit list. Uh, they might be a good pick this week. And, uh, you know, not that I'm I'm in Pennsylvania. I'm on, I'm on DraftKings and FanDuel. I can legally wager on my phone in Pennsylvania, and since I'm in Ohio, I can't. So it's probably a good thing because... Just talking about it makes me think I should get four or five wagers down and some guys, but I can't do that. So that's just as well. It's hard to pick. I can tell you what, the way I found out about betting, not that you want to talk about that, but I think when it comes to golf, you're better off waiting till Friday night or Saturday to make any bets because, you know, on Tuesday or Thursday morning, there's 156 guys. There's no way to predict who's going to do yeah. well. It's, it's, and if you pick some favorite like a Jordan Spieth, a Colonial, well, his odds are only like, you know, 8-1 to one because everybody's betting him. It's like, well, those are terrible. You know, those are Tiger Woods' odds, and he'd even, he didn't win all the time. So it, betting on golf is uh, not the – you know, you're better off waiting for the last minute and trying to, you know, take low odds. You know, I know a guy told me in horse racing, you can bet the winner at even odds or you can bet the loser at 99-1 to one odds. Which one would you rather do, you know? Are you are you yeah. revealing your secret retirement strategy here, Van Sickle? Yes. Uh, I've got my 401K riding on Tony Fino this week, so that's uh, no. Uh, but, yeah, you, 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 got, you, you, you can't get – you can't fall in love with the odds uh, – in lieu of in lieu of the facts, uh, you know it's more in horse racing. Anybody, you know, any of these guys in golf, you know, almost everybody in the field can win on a given week. So, um, if you think you're going to guess somebody on Tuesday, you might get one out of twenty. Uh, I actually hit it, hit Sergio last week at, at Colonial because he was like eighty to one. I picked him on Tuesday. Well, and he'd be a good pick for the Memorial because you know he's he's one of the best iron strikers when he's on. Yeah, yeah, he's a straight air, but you know, kind of put me off that 
on Sunday when he finally had a chance to win again at Colonial. He started off bogey, par, double, bogey, and, you know, shot himself. I don't even know if he wound up in the top ten after that mess. He just, like, he, he, ch- he, he charged in the yeah he charged in the wrong direction. So <laughs> that's that's not what I'm looking for. I want somebody. Who, I want a horse who can finish. Uh, well, uh, speaking of uh, horses who can finish, but he's been a little off his game. Uh, Justin Thomas. He you know he's another one that if if he gets a click in, uh, I would say he should he should be a champ at Memorial and a champ. Uh, with a really good feel-good story this week that came out about that, uh, you know, great little uh, uh, donation he gave to Mike Visaki, who we know uh, qualified for the Valspar here in uh, Florida last month and broke down when he called his dad to tell him the news. I guess, uh, you know, JT thought... uh, you know, his career needed a little investment and gave him a, a little uh, dough to help him along the way. Yeah, you don't hear, hear about that very often. I, I, I know there's been one or two cases of guys saying somebody helped them. I wish I could remember who they were. I was going to look it up, but I don't even know where to look. I, I don't know if it was Phil or Jason Day or somebody gave somebody some money to stay out, but it's unusual for a guy to uh, just be impressed with a journeyman and how hard he's worked and he's 27 yeah, Justin Thomas, look, he's already won five and a half million this year. I don't, we don't know what he gave him, but even if Good he gave for him, him. Even, yeah, it's great. Even if he gave him a check for six figures, that's money. You know, I mean, Jordan Thomas isn't going to miss a hundred thousand dollars. He really is. You know, he's got all these guys have top guys have more money than they could possibly figure out how to spend. You know, realistically, I mean, you could buy a buy a company or something, but I mean, how many homes can you own? How many cars can you own? You can't spend thirty, forty, fifty million dollars if you wanted to. So, I think it's great. Uh, I think it's great that he helped uh, Big Mike out, as as Velocity is known. And you know, I think there's some media driving some some media members who've been out here a long time. They've been grinding. And, Driving some pretty poor vehicles, and maybe just another think about contributing some of them. He couldn't hurt, couldn't hurt his press relations. Hey, I just thought maybe you might need fifteen grand. Okay, thanks. Great, great job. So, so you would, you would, you would wrap your, you know, fifteen-year-old Camry in uh, some uh, Orkin uh, logos. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll get one of those. Yeah, I'll get that shrink wrap treatment. I'll get put Justin Thomas's name on my face on the side of the car, and I'll get my car shrink wrapped and, and promote whatever product he wants, or if he's, he wants to sponsor me as a you know writer. Well, he's just sponsored players. How about sponsored media? How about that? Little, how about a little? How about a little something for the effort level? Oh my God, we digress. But that brings me to something else I wanted to get your opinion on because I haven't had a chance to talk to you in a while. What about this player impact program in the media, Gary? Really? Well, it's simply a, it's simply a reaction to the Premier Golf League that the Saudi Arabians want to start and they want to steal the top players and have these teams and have a you know series of matches. I don't see how it's going to happen because they're talking about having sixteen or eighteen of these things and. You know, that's going to take half a year. You're, you're going to these guys are going to have to give up any tour they're playing on, and uh, you're not going to get more than one or two guys. I mean, somebody like Mickelson, who's at the end of his career, probably would go for the money. But if you don't get, 
you know, if you don't get the other top, anybody else out of the top ten, you you don't have a show. So, I, but I think no, but I think what nobody's happy about is this uh, metric they're using to measure the players' impact in social media and the public. It's like, you know, that's they got forty million to give out, and you could make a case that they could do a lot of things with forty million. That'd be better than this. You could have four more corn fairy events. You could. You could start. You could for forty million. You could hold. You could hold ten events for minority golf. Exactly. And, and have. I mean, you could do a lot with forty million. But the point is, it's not about that. They they had to they had to defend their defend their turf and against a. It's kind of like an NFL AFL thing. They got to defend their turf against a rival league, and this is the way they did it. But you know, if you're using social media and popularity and TV commercials. But is his Ricky Fowler going to wind up number three and get a check for five million? And is you know Max Homa going to be the top ten? And no, you know, do your Bastards winner Dustin Johnson even going to be on there? I mean, it's uh, I don't know how they're going to. They have some some complicated formula. Well, I hope they show us the results of where everybody stood because my guess is they'll do it in secret and give it the money to whoever they think they whoever they want to and not really use this metric. But I hope that's not the case. Yeah, but. You know, well, Ricky Fowler is in every TV commercial on a golf telecast. How is he not going to be in the top five? And he hasn't. He's played terrible for two years. But, you know, and he doesn't need the money. That's the thing. You're giving money to the guys who, you know, what are they going to do with another two million? What's Ricky Fowler going to do with two more million dollars? Well, you know, maybe there should be a caveat that, uh, you know, 10% of it's got to go to a, you know, charity of their choice or, you know, junior golf or something. Why not just, uh, I, I think there was a better way to do it. Look, you already got the FedEx Cup. I mean, you could have put 40 more million into the FedEx Cup, I suppose. But I we're, starting to need, we're starting to need a spreadsheet, not a leaderboard, Gary, to keep track of all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, the money is so out of whack. Uh, and when you look at it, Jerry Kelly has won probably $30 million in his career. And he's in the CHO now, but. But he went three times, two times on tour, three times on tour. That's it. Yeah. Guys who haven't won. I mean, right now you got 95 guys over one million dollars in winnings this season. Unbelievable. And we still got, we only got June, July, and August. That's three more months. But 95 guys are over a million already. So uh, the money's pretty good, and that's why everybody's fighting like crazy to get out here. And so these are million-dollar-year jobs plus endorsement money and that's why that's why in the corn fairy tour right now after no key school you got 310 guys signed up plus a waiting list for a monday qualifier because they're all trying to get through the door to get out here to the million dollar payday when we uh think about jack nicholas the golden bear and the memorial we also think of his uh, arch rival rest in peace the king arnold palmer and uh how about the feud going on now between Brooks and Bryson? Yeah, I don't know if I call it a feud. You like it? You like, every, the, oh, you sure. know, you like I mean, the mano like, mano? I, I, I like the fact that Brooks Kefka seems to have disdain for just about everyone and is willing to show it. I don't know. He seems like he's trying to make himself out. seems like this is his marketing approach. I want to be the, the bad guy, the villain, the tough guy on tour. Uh, like he wants to be the Fonz or something, and I don't know if, you know, he's going to have to prove he can back it up. He certainly backed it up in the first part of his career, but after these knee injuries, I mean, he wilted against Phil. The reason Phil won the PGA was, beside the fact that he played really well, is 
all the other contenders fell down in front of him so he could step over. And that includes Kepka. So uh, he wasn't too tough that day. So well, he, he, he still uh, he still played pretty well. He had a bad stretch, you know, there on Sunday. Well, I, I think, I think, yeah, I think it's to I even be in a mix, you know, uh, yeah, with, his, with his C game. Yeah, I think I think his knee is bothering him more than he lets on, and I think the wear and tear, you know, was probably okay to start of the week. But you have a couple of practice rounds. You're walking on some of that sand out there. It's soft turf. After five, six days in a row, I think his knee maybe was really hurting him a lot more than we suspect because he couldn't, he couldn't hit a driver. And that's on Sunday. He couldn't hit a lot of shots on Sunday. I, that was, that's not like him. So I obviously he's not right because he can't bend over to line up a putt or pick his ball out of the hole, you know, the normal way. So he's damaged goods and he's playing despite that. So I mean, I give him a lot of credit for that. But uh, you know, you just wonder is he ever going to be this be the same guy you know golfers are always one injury away from you know not from being out of golf and you wonder if he's ever going to be the same with his knees and because he was pretty good before and we'd like to see that again but uh, he didn't bring it on Sunday so it makes you wonder well uh the first round is underway for the memorial uh close your eyes throw that dart Gary who's your pick on Sunday uh, you know, Justin Thomas says he just loves his course. He feels like, sure, he's going to win here one of these some year. So it's not exactly off the wall, but uh, I'll go with Justin Thomas. This could, be a, this could be a big week for him all the way around. And, you know, JT is one of the nicest guys. We know the year didn't start out well for him. Um, but, uh, you know, he's so one of the best in the game and certainly showed it this past week. Uh, wasn't happy that the video got leaked. I think he intended that gift uh, to Big Mike to just be out of uh, out of the warmth of his heart, if you will. And um, but I would love to see I would love to see JT win this week. That would that would be some good karma payback this week. I think everybody would be pretty happy after that after that gesture. So uh, yeah, I, he's a good winner. I mean, he's he's one of these guys who. He was number one in the world, and he's the guy I think has the most game, but he's he's a little off. His putting's off. He can't quite get all the pieces together here this year, but I still, uh, if I had to pick one guy among all the guys out there, I, I, I think his best is better than the best of everybody else. All right. Well, we'll let you get back to your desk. Check out all of Gary's articles on themorningread.com. Anytime.